Welcome to this Fox Loop. This is Scott. We got a little bit of a different episode today, uh, partly because Happy Memorial Day and we've been on vacation. A fun story, Diaz and I were actually uh, in Nashville at the same time. We got to hang out a little bit with Philip Carter of the 40 Watt Effects Loop, 40 Watt Podcast, not the 40 Watt Effects Loop, uh, even though maybe we'll merge podcasts at one point and just call it that. Who knows? Um we did do a Patreon episode. I'm editing that up right now, <laughs> and we got to all meet up and do just kind of a chat about time in Nashville and things like that, and just hanging out and swapping stories. Very casual thing, a lot like our a lot of our pre episodes, just with Philip hanging out and around me and Diaz. So that is over there for our Patreon listeners. If you uh, feel like joining our Patreon, there is effects loop dot the pay sorry patreon.com slash the effects loop. You can go join that, support our show. Um, also our episodes are always sponsored by electromotive effects company, uh, electromotive sound company. I, this is what happens when I don't have a script. You just get this, but, uh, this week is a little bit different. Uh, I actually had, um, Matt over from the tone chaser app on, we got to sit down and chat a little bit about what his app does. It's a fun tool that I personally have been using. You'll hear stories about how ways I'm playing with it and, kind of come up with ideas of oh i didn't think of this oh i didn't think of that really cool thing we'll talk more in the episode actually about what it does but in the meantime feel free to go give him his app a look uh i'm gonna have a link in the show notes for you as well and we should be back next week with a full episode back to the normal operations now that we are past the holiday and you know news will start kicking up again so we'll be back next week with the normal episode but for now here's my Oh man, I should have recorded this before we started the conversation. <laughs> All right, Binkowski. Yeah, that's it. Boom, nailed it. All right. <laughs> well, you're in Chicago. We you, we you have should, a lot of Polish it. people in Chicago, so yeah. Right? It, yeah, you should get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Dutch, so I got the Dutch last name. So if you had a bunch of J's just randomly in that, I would I nail it. <laughs> just perfectly nail it. All, all right, right, all right. All right. So we've got Matt Binkowski, the man behind the Tone Chaser app here with us today to chat a little bit about the app where it's been where it's going a little bit about, about him um let's just kind of start with how we met matt you reached i think you reached out to me on instagram when you were first kind of putting the app out and we checked it out and we we're like oh this is cool we really like this um and then we just kind of started talking and talking and talking and trying to see sometime we get you on the show here and kind of talk about this because i think you just created a cool really handy thing for a lot of guitar players that we want and uh more people need to know about it so this is the brand you should know with the tone Ch tone chaser app and matt from there so matt hey hey scott nice to see you <laughs> nice yeah yeah we have camera on so uh <laughs> for those at home yeah we'll see each other um so what is up how what what's what's the newest thing in your world here new we always ask people what's new what's the coolest new piece of gear something oh. like that oh my uh well first of all i guess i i i came across your podcast because i was listening to it 
Oh, so, I didn't know you were a listener. Oh, thanks. Uh, yep, I am. So I, 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 I like the way you guys uh, discuss things and have fun with it. So I thought, hey, to... why, why not reach out to you? Sounds good. So you actually know me a little, probably a lot, little bit better than I even know you. A little bit. Yeah, not to be <laughs> creepy, but a little bit. <laughs> fun. Yeah, I guess, I don't know what's new with gear that I own. Uh, I have a gig rig G3 switcher oh cool and that thing is just a lifesaver it's the most beautiful piece of equipment i have i can't believe it i love it yeah i've i've been curious about one i haven't made the plunge but yeah you know i just love dan so much that i also just want to like support him you know yeah no he it's an amazing piece of hardware and the software is just so smart i mean i was looking at switchers for a long time and Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm just a, a constant pedal switching kind of person, just always, you know, laboratory med scientist stuff. And I just thought, you know, it's such a pain to do it and to be able to kind of trigger multiple things at once and change the order of things. I hated rewiring stuff. Mm-hmm. So I saw the video of that and I just thought, I can't believe somebody didn't make this already. This is, you know, amazing. And it just, there's no menus, there's no save button you just use it and you can even just pull the plug on it it remembers everything you plug it back in oh nice it's pretty, pretty awesome nice did you happen to look at like the boss ones at the same time i did and yeah. like just get scared by how deep the menus <laughs> went yeah i don't yeah that's you know being a, a ux or designer kind of person i i don't like the idea of spending half my time playing with menus to just save something or find something it just seems like a hassle so i yeah i looked at them thought they looked interesting but i didn't think they really saved me a lot of time or made it as easy as i hoped it could be and then i stumbled on the videos on youtube from dan and watching them demo it and i just thought this is magic yeah yeah i mean it he makes it look too easy and like (laughs) anyone that's it's like when i see my friends use a helix and i'm like they're like, oh yeah, it's easy. And I see them like they're on autopilot, right? But I'm still like, I can't do it that fast. I yeah. know there'll be a like a learning <laughs> curve when I finally jump to one. Um, and it just keeps me away from that stuff. I, yeah. I, I've never been a big fan of like the super computerized uh, you know, simulation stuff. I mean, some of my pedals are digital, but um I just like the idea of stepping on things and turning <laughs> dials, you know, just real easy straightforward stuff i get that yeah i I mean the other beautiful thing i don't know if you've experienced this with the gig rig but like you're playing i feel like gets better when you stop staring at your pedal board the whole time yeah yeah well i mean i i just like i said i love the rearranging you know and and that's you know i whenever i post a photo of my board online people are horrified because the you know you get a g3 and they assume you're you know you're pro right mm-hmm. and i'm not and then they see all of these you know cables just all over it like someone put a grenade under it and it's just <laughs> and it looks horrible right but i love it because i can just quickly grab stuff and move it around and not uh not worry you know i love seeing those photos of like beautifully routed cables and oh yeah you know they're all grouped together i'm just like oh man look at that but that's just not my reality so it's so easy to just like 
who is it? Uh, O'Million, Brad O'Million, always posts the videos of him like doing them. And I'm just like, there's something so satisfying about him. Sorry, oh, I'm yeah. searching your Instagram right now, trying to see if you did a board shot of this because I need to see it. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think there is oh, one. I don't think. He, I think I know what your next post is going to be. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You got 24 I, hours before this uh, podcast comes uh, out. You think you'll get it on time? All right, I'll post a horrifying <laughs> photo. No problem. Right, I love it. Um, yeah, I never thought about that with like. So like boards, I do the big board thing too, or I, I did for a long time. It still exists, but like pulling apart the board is always yeah. so dim. The, the bigger the board to get, you get the more you lock it down. Yeah. Then you get to a point where like I'm not touching this. I'm not rearranging it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not touching it. <laughs> the gig rig lets you switch order, and I, I never really thought much about it. But like where I'm like, yeah. oh, do I just want to move the tube screwer in a different spot in the chain? But then it's like, no, I just don't have to rewire this board ever. It's just all there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the board that I have mine on is a horrible homemade Home Depot special. You oh, know? nice. And, I mean, it's already, like, you you know, there's tons of Velcro on it. And I, if I switch a pedal, it lifts up one of the rails. I'm like, ah, I got to <laughs> I gotta put it, hold it down while I lift the pedal off kind of thing. But We need to get you a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, a crowbar or something to get that off of there. There. It's, there has rough. been a an effects loop pedal crowbar in the design works for like eight, two years. And <laughs> I just need to get off my butt and finish it. And now that I've announced really? it, that now everyone will be like, hey, what about that crowbar? What about the crowbar? It was supposed to be a Patreon gift. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, we're, we found the perfect crowbar. I found the perfect one. <laughs> it sticks with magnets on the underside of your board. So I have, I have the prototype. I go around with it. Wow. And we were trying to get them laser engraved with our logo on them and just... I haven't found the laser engraver yet. Oh, you, know, you should look in the Detroit area. There's tons of those guys here. Mm, if you know a guy, we'll we'll chat. We'll I do. Chat. I All do. Right. We might have to get you one of them then. All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's dive in a little bit. So naturally, you and I connected over your your baby, the Tone Chaser app. Um, mm -hmm. In in an elevator pitch, how would you describe what this app does? Uh. It gives you a way back home, right? Oh, I like, love that. You just, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, you you can just capture the, the good settings that you have and then keep twisting the dials. Don't worry about it. And yeah. I think that's really why I did it. Yeah, because like it, it's, an answer, it's an answer to me being an idiot and taking photos of settings. And you're like, wait, what did this sound like? Yeah. So your your app is an inventory of all your pedals. Yeah, it lets you take photos, document what you're doing, along with consolidated music clips, mm -hmm. using the app on your phone, which is an easy way to get that sound in without using the 18 voice recorder notes and all the <laughs> yeah. new, new, new tone final dash a um, <laughs> titled one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it lets you document where your pedals are at, what what their settings are at, and the associated tone, so you can go back and you can find what you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when I when I say you're going to capture a tone, it's more like a folder, if you think of it that way. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I want to name the folder. I want to put the stuff in it, right? So I know it's all together. And that was really the, the issue that I kept running into. Like you, I would take lots of photos with my phone, mm -hmm. but they were completely disassociated from any audio, like voice memos I would record using my phone. And I would never think to write anything down except for the random times I would happen to have a notebook and I would write something down, which, and then I started looking at 
all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even know. It, does this photo go with that audio recording? Does that does that text the note that I wrote down with a pen and paper go with that photo? Like I don't even know anymore. So that's where that whole thing started. Just kind of hit me, um, and I thought, well, can I solve it? Yeah, and solve it you did. You created an app. I mean, how did yeah. that go? How like have, is this your first app? Have you made apps in the past? What what's your background here in all this? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's the first one I've made myself. So I've, um, I mean, I've been designing websites and apps and all sorts of stuff for a long time, but never anything for myself. Um, so I knew how to design, how to kind of observe what I'm doing as if I'm a, you know, a third party to see what I'm actually doing in real life and then try to create that that flow. So no, I mean, I've made apps for Ford and G other automotive brands and non-automotive brands and stuff like that, but never in this space, never for this problem. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like I had the tools and the knowledge how to do it, but I didn't quite realize the problem until I really, it just hit me one day when I was standing in my basement, looking at my gear mm -hmm. and I was thinking, because I listened to a voice memo and I thought, oh, that's cool. But then I looked at my board, which is a disaster. And I'm like, I don't know which was turned on and what it was set to. And I probably already changed the dials three times before I just had this thought, right? Mm -hmm. So I was already lost. And I just thought, well, let's start from the beginning and just start kind of taking a note of like what I'm doing today to try to solve the problem. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we... Uh... So we got introduced to each other. I downloaded the app. I've been tooling around with it. I'm. What's even funnier is I'm not even necessarily using it with pedals. I have a modeler, and even there, like I don't want to keep saving presets and trying to come back to this folder full of presets, right? Yeah. And so I was actually noodling around with stuff, and I've actually been documenting some quad cortex stuff where it's just like it's a quick, easy picture of the screen. I can see what I want of it. There we go. I got I got the thing. Um, nice. I know other people will be like, "Dude, you have infinite storage in the cloud." Just <laughs> post it save it all but i'm just like for whatever reason i just found it really helpful for documenting because you can write notes and you can you can kind of document some stuff there where like this is close maybe i want to tweak this or like you can you can edit in the future um we've and when i started using it, i immediately went to our patreon group who's here in this episode first um and they're turning around i, I immediately handed it to said to one guy i'm like this is for you because we have one of our members plays in a cover band Mm. plays like three four-hour sets how many songs this guy has to remember how much is on his pedal board um and then he just you know a few of our guys all you know just they listen to the radio and try to dial on a tone and play the thing or they had know all these classics it's like Wait, yeah. how do i get that tone yeah here's that song here's this song here's this song you can just write that down and it's like well, i'm really shocked this didn't exist it seems like this is such a necessary, obvious thing, mm -hmm. and no one did it until you came along. It's well, awesome. it, oh, thanks. I mean, I don't know. I guess um, I just I just love experimenting with things. I don't play in a band right now. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, but you know, I'm just when you mentioned uh, the guy from your group mm -hmm. playing in a cover band with just like an ungodly amount of tones, he has to, you know produce every set oh yeah yeah i mean i'm not in that 
class of like, you know, playing live and having to nail a tone so that when you hear this cover, it's going to be just right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I just like making noise and I like playing all different kinds of sounds and different kinds of music. So it's not like I've got, you know, a uh, hundred voice memos that all sound the same kind of thing. Like they mm -hmm. all, they all change. Um, some more subtly than others, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can track your guitars, your pedals, your amps. Um, you can, you know, obviously you can capture tones and then there's a lot more stuff coming up that uh, is going to expand and all that. Yeah. So do we want to talk a little bit about where do you see this app going? We could. Or do we want to keep talking about some of the other kind of little toys that are in here? Because there's another one that I personally loved from this. Let's let's get that first one started here. Sure. So obviously, so first off, it you let you you start it with indexing all your stuff. So for some of us, naturally, uh, we have 50 plus pedals. We start losing track of them. Right. We start forgetting. Keep my favorite question. I keep getting answered. I don't know the answer to is how many guitars do I own? Right. <laughs> you don't know i don't know wow <laughs> it takes me a minute and i have to sit there and count because i've i have too many and then right. then there's the fun ones of like all right i have this guitar has been on loan to this buddy for like two years do i still own it <laughs> right like i don't i, I just don't know, don't know. Uh, yeah so you can load up um and this is another area where i love is your guitars i load a guitar in here so i threw my prs in here and you fill out all this stuff. And what's amazing about it is everyone keeps telling me I should write down all my serial numbers for insurance reasons. Right. Here's right, a right. place to do it. Yeah. There you and go. And take pictures of all your stuff. You can do all that. And then you also have some, some, some fun things in there about like how much did you pay for it? Mm -hmm. You know, remembering some of those details. So like if someone's going to, it's all here, it's all now a centralized resource. So like if someone's like, Hey, what'd you get this for? or you're thinking about selling it or those kind of things, you have that resource. It's a consolidated place just right there, right off the bat for that. Yeah. And when did you buy it or yeah. when did you acquire it? Right? Like those are things that are so easy to forget and you don't want to start searching emails for stuff like that or wherever else that might be. Um, yeah. I mean, I just kind of got nerdy with it and just said, okay, well, let's get down to the types of wood that the body's made of, right? Like, what is it? Yeah, especially um, if you have a unique guitar that you want to like record this like who's yeah. going to remember what Ovencole is necessarily <laughs> off the top of their head or like yeah. all the new like i think immediately of like a smart wood les paul i, I don't know if you remember those from the no. 2000s late 90s they made les pauls where they weren't maple caps so oh. they were like up a binga cap or they were all these exotic woods and they just left them raw oh wow or like they really? left them clear they're gorgeous and i want one now <laughs> maybe you have one and you don't know it mm, i don't think that less paul's it, it's, it's not near <laughs> i don't think that's a, that nice one no um, all right so so you have that the the gear index which seriously i'm i'm going through now and i'm using your app solely for that i'm just indexing all the serial numbers on my guitars in case yeah. there's a fire yeah now well, i have it in there it's in the cloud it's safe it's yeah easy. and yeah exactly so you've got you know it, it, on your iPhone, you, you're signed in, mm -hmm. so you've got iCloud. So it, you know, get a new phone; it'll pull it all back down to your new phone. You can also export it too to CSV. So if you really want the, you want to go full boat and like email your, you know, whatever insurance company, 
yeah, that you CSV can. file, say, here, here's the total breakdown of everything I have in my gear. Yeah, I don't even think that's your primary objective when you, you made this whole thing out. It was <laughs> like, oh, this is for insurance in case something happens. But I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, I've been needing something to do that for. Yeah. So it's not a spreadsheet that's on my computer that will also burn up in the same fire. Um, right. <laughs> exactly. I well, Brian I... Wampler suggested that to me. So oh, I, I was, yeah, so I was, uh, I was talking to him, I think it was through Facebook Messenger or something like that. And, and I told him about the app and he was like, hey, do you think you can get this to export to a Excel file or CSV or something? And I'm like, yeah, probably. So that's where that came from. So you, he, you can thank him. He probably uses it to do his taxes every year. Right. Depreciating <laughs> assets and all those kind of things. Uh, oh, yeah. There's another fun tab on here, which is the shopping side of it. Mm -hmm. which is another total like i didn't think of it at first but all right here's here's my sound blah 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 you're already there and you're thinking oh maybe i should go get um i don't know the save searches that are at the top of my right, head right now uh the keely loomer because obviously you're chasing some type of sound that fits that you just click that lets you search here's all the reverb listings here's all mm -hmm. the this kind of stuff it just a really nice quick like Whatever that is, that it gets rid of three clicks. So therefore, it's an amazing, life-changing thing that we do. Um, yeah, smart stuff. I mean, so that's that's the feature range now. Obviously, you also have some. You have a lot of socialization stuff. You can share things that you put in with other people, which is why we want to write it down as well. Is oh, I nailed the tone. Check out. These are my settings. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I. I'm surprised. Well, first off, this needs to be more ubiquitous. And then you can see the, um, like gear talk, praise and worship is a big group that we talk about a lot on the podcast, right? It's a bunch of praise and worship guitar players, essentially cover bands. So mm -hmm. they're like, Hey, how do I get this tone? Oh, well, here's how I set my blah, 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 JHS pedal to get that sound from this song. Boom. Share it. Just click go. Yeah. You know, exactly. um, and so I, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing more of this as the adoption gets picked up of this app for sure of just like and then other people will use it or see it so it, that's that's the feature set that's there right now but you've had you've got some plans for the future for this thing too yeah i mean one one little detail about that shop tab thing is uh, you know those buttons that are at the top are things that you can customize so mm -hmm. if you don't want to keep typing in gibson 1982 les paul xr dash one two three if you don't want to type some crazy thing mm -hmm. Just set it once, and then you can always just tap that button and do an instant reverb search. So you don't have to keep, you know, spending time doing that. Um, and the items that are in that list of the shop tab are things that I just handpick, things that I think are interesting. I try to change them once in a while, um, and they just link out to wherever. It may link off to a website where you can go buy it. It may link off to a YouTube video. I don't know, but that's... Uh, just a fun thing that I do to try to add something a little different. Well, and you just exposed a pedal I haven't seen yet, so I'm going to have to go deep dive. <laughs> I haven't seen the Sensation Fuzz Drive before, so I'm... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, check that out. Keep talking. I, you, you've, no, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm deep in the weeds now, no, so you got to no, carry no. the show now. Uh, <laughs> Heads down. Um, Heads down. Yeah, no, I mean, so, like, that's the... You know, I mean the whole thing about the app is like yes there's a lot of stuff in there that's good for like the individual musician right like mm -hmm. my gear my sounds my settings whatever but you know people do want to like you're saying 
exchange that information. They do want to discuss. They want to talk about it. They want to just see cool stuff, right? So that is something that's kind of in the works is to say, okay, well, what might that look like mm-hmm. if, you know, you go to Facebook and, you you know, they, for a long time, they wanted you to build up your friend base, but then they flipped it to groups. Mm-hmm. So now you have to go find a group. And now you're going to find yourself joining like eight, 10, 15 groups about guitars, which feels kind of like a pain, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't keep up with 15 groups. I don't know who's saying what, where. So it just fractured the social experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like now I have to go dig around. Oh, wait. And there's also stuff on Instagram that people might be posting or wherever. So that is something I'm looking into is to say, well, what if there was a place for like-minded people, right? And it was not only just a social kind of space, like your Facebook feed, essentially, but you could do other things. You could share those pieces of gear that you just bought and you spec'd out, or you make an audio recording and you want other people who actually care to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think... Um, it's pretty sad when you go to your Facebook page and you post a whatever a video of some new riff you wrote and you get like one like out of your friend group, right? It's pretty discouraging. Because <laughs> most of our friends don't play guitar. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like then you start making these weird little lists of the people you know play guitar and and but that doesn't mean they're gonna see it or you know yeah. respond or something like that. So it's a little discouraging, at least to me. I never found that to be a great experience. And I thought, well, maybe there's a better way to to handle that. Yeah. Well, I mean, also think about how often either when you're looking at a piece of gear and you're curious about it, what do we all do? We go to YouTube and we watch the gear demos of them. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go, well, which guy has the sound like I sound? Will this sound like me? Or often you buy a pedal because you liked it in the store and you thought it was cool. And then you're like, I don't know how I should use this. Mm-hmm. So like a classic example for that is you, you, you listen to our show, you know, I have an unhealthy obsession with Chase Bliss pedals. <laughs> There's too many options on Chase Bliss pedal that they're really daunting <laughs> for a lot of people. And, you know, you watch demos and like the knobs on the face you kind of get. But like once you get into the how are you using the dip switches, how are you doing the weird stuff? Sometimes that some of that's a little too hard to grasp mm-hmm. and you kind of need a place to find all that. So what do yeah. you do? You join the Chase Bliss group on Facebook. Right. And there's suddenly this culture that's so over the top there because people spend way too much time on the internet in just that group <laughs> that it's like hard to walk in and be like, Hey guys, I just bought a warp final. How do I make this work? And yeah, I, they're it, like, get out. Oh, <laughs> noob, get out of here. Yeah. And I mean, how many times Why don't you we, search the group? Yeah. You know? like, yeah okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. And th- no one does that. So like, no, you, but like having an ability to search of like, Hey, where, where are cool alternate settings that aren't in the manual for this pedal? That other mm-hmm. people are using. I'm just going to try all of them. All right. I want to see how other people are using a blues driver because I always set it this way. Turns out I was setting it the wrong way mm-hmm. or oh, I was mm-hmm. setting it up a different way than the majority of people were using it, which is why I never clicked with it. So, I mean, there's, there needs to be a place for that. And it's really hard to find a place with that for that without like judgment and weird subcultures mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's a novel idea you're after here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to weed out people who are going to be annoying or mm-hmm. ridicule you for asking a basic question about a pedal that they've spent, you know, an ungodly amount of time on already. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't, you know, I think that's where people can be helpful and it can be, you know, just a simple answer. It doesn't have to be some sort of like, you know, condemnation of like, you, you just haven't tried hard enough or whatever it is that you're doing. So I don't know. I, I really like the idea of, you know, letting people have a place where like-minded people are looking for that type of content all day and, and just give them one spot to go do it mm -hmm. instead of just, you gotta, you gotta keep jumping and jumping and jumping from one thing to the next. And I mean, I'll join groups and then I'll just unjoin them because I just don't get to them, you know, which kind of sucks because there's probably good information in there, but I just, you know, you just, if it's not right there in front of you, just like the third page of Google search results, you're not going to go, right? You're, why are you going to go to that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's uh, you're not going to scroll that far. You're just not going to find it. No, no, no. So the naturally that is, that's where you're, you're trying to get this. It's like this community place to share ideas, tones. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm using it. That is that, is that the ultimate goal? Is there another dream or uh, alternate fork that you're kind of seeing where this thing's going to go? Uh, that's not the ultimate goal, but it's definitely something I think people need a better solution for, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then I think there's a lot of, a lot of interest around, I mean, obviously reverb has taken off, especially since the pandemic. Um, you know, like you're saying, you buy a pedal and maybe you just don't click with it and you want to get rid of it. Um, you know, where's a good place to do that? Where can you do it where you keep more of your money when mm -hmm. you go to sell it? Right. So that's on my mind too, of like, maybe those two things can coexist a place where, you know, the people you want to get those pedals or gear items in front of are, are all there, but then also you have a real incentive to use it mm -hmm. and not, and not feel a little annoyed every time you sell something elsewhere. And then you're like, well, that was like, I just lost 50 bucks on that just because of what a fee, you know? So that's definitely on my mind of maybe those two things could help each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the, I was going to say, I know so many people when the Etsy takeover of reverb happened and then suddenly the fees go up and I think mm -hmm. eBay raised their fees too. I'm, I can't remember quite what happened there, but those were the two ways a lot of us sold. And let's be honest, Craigslist is not what it used to be. Facebook marketplace mm -hmm. is full of scammers. Like it, yeah it's annoying because it feels like you're just locked into those two things as an option to actually sell and then you know at this point what they're taking 10 percent of this final thing and it's you feel it yeah i was i was just talking to a music store this week here in michigan about that and he said yeah sometimes it's up to 15 percent and i was like what are Where? you kidding i i think he was talking about reverb but i can't you know don't quote me but that's what huh. he was you know kind of griping about and i just thought you know you're running a business and you're trying to you know make as much money as you can does it really have to be that egregious to be able to conduct business i don't think so i mean 15 percent is sometimes That's... the margin on used gear you actually see yeah exactly yeah so yeah i mean you know if you look at a if you look at a, a, a you know let's say a, a reverb shop that has like three thousand items for sale mm-hmm and if you did the, you know, the math on it, probably the average price of whatever they're selling is around a couple grand. And then just imagine you sold all those items. How much money would you lose out on? 
right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, because there's not a premium for buying on Reverb, right? Like, there's, no. if, if you go on Craigslist, I mean, prices have basically flatlined everywhere. Like, generally, someone goes and looks online, and it's the same price everywhere. They, there's not yeah. the deer, deals that there used to be. You used to find that guy who doesn't know what he has. You get lucky. Or, like, particularly, you know, once in a while, we all have that story of something we got that some guy needs to pay his mortgage that day. So you yeah. need to show up with cash within the next half an hour, and then you can get right. the deal of your lifetime. And yeah. that's the story of how I got a vintage at Fender Amp. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, and I, next week's episode, we'll have another story of something very similar, um, a recent purchase <laughs> I made um, that I have not publicly announced yet. So we'll see about that one. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's those deals, but like, Reverb's not more expensive for all the guarantees you get, and the sellers are eating that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a similar thing uh, as far as you know, getting a deal where I bought a orange cabinet, and I mean, I did have to do a drive to go mm -hmm. get it, but I didn't care because the deal was so good. But yeah, I mean, that's rare, you know. And I think everyone can obviously go look across the different sites and kind of price compare. Even Reverb has their own price guide where you can search something and see what the you know sale range is as far as what's sold recently. So yeah, I mean, does it come down to you know the painful fees because you got to make a profit as as Reverb or some other marketplace? And then how how high up is that going to go, right? And you yeah. just don't know. And you know, so people I think and individuals and stores are looking for an alternative you know um no one's getting really rich running a music store you know what i mean like that's just not how it goes so even brian wampler will tell you he's not getting rich off of making pedals i mean he's he has a, makes a good living but he's not like you know he's he's i just heard him on a podcast this week talking about how he's skipping nam because it would cost him tens of thousands of dollars for a booth and all the costs to go there and blah, blah, blah. You know, and if you got a name like that passing on a major, you know, show, that tells you something about the industry, right? Yeah, NAM is something that needs to sort itself out. Yeah, I've never been, but it, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's great for socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people like me, <laughs> like I attend NAM, you know, as a influencer, air quotes up here, I guess I shouldn't run away from it. We have a podcast, people listen to it. Obviously we are influencing things, but, uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I'm not doing It's that. fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm all, let me get all self-conscious on the mic real quick here. Wait, uh, let me edit that out right now. I don't edit this podcast. <laughs> you know that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it, so it's great for people like us you know, to have a natural, like, oh, all the cool stuff is here. Let's all look at it at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's a launching mm -hmm. platform to get some media attention, but that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays to get into new retailers, it, it's, it's not the event to, to get dealer orders. It used to be, you right, know, which is right. really what it used to be. And then it became a media event, but, um, and it also became costume night. If you ever go to, especially, <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Nam is a costume contest for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, for, for people like me, you. it's 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 much more about the social side of it. And actually, particularly mm-hmm. on the you know, the podcasters and the YouTubers, we a lot of us collaborate and we all know each other. So this is our opportunity to get together and do stuff. And you've started to see even those people move away. So you're now watching like, you know, like uh, Ryan Burke's a friend of ours, right? Uh, from 60 Cycle Hum. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing these like island vacation with Henning Pauly and that, like generating content that way because it's a more efficient use of their time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a thing that I don't want to see go away. I think it's a, it's really cool to have a convention for musical instruments. It's just something that needs to sort itself out. Yeah. I mean, live events took a hit during COVID, but I mean, I, I think there'll always be a, a, a good reason to have it. It's just it's just why they're going you know what i mean like you don't need to go there to launch a product i would say but you know there's a million ways to do it now and you don't have to leave your house so yeah i mean the hype pedals sell themselves out in the first day already like right (laughs) i mean it it, which is great for a lot of those major players and they don't need nam anymore to do that you know but um, other people you know they show up they get the right people look at them and suddenly they blow up I think of like jam pedals didn't they were nobody three four years ago they did hmm. a big booth at nam and everyone tried their stuff out they're like oh i like the art on this this is really cool and now you see them everywhere yeah so yeah like, sometimes people blow up game changer was like this one cool pedal at a, a brass booth mm-hmm. they're surrounded by trumpets and they came up with that sustainer and someone went you know, they were not a first day people saw it, but eventually people talked about it, you know? Yeah. There are, there's places like that for those people. So, like, I don't want to see that go away because Game Changer is awesome, what they keep putting out oh, now, you know? So, like... I love their stuff, yeah. We would not have that without a NAM blow up, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're good to inspire people, you know, and, and to, you know, expose you to things you probably would never have bumped into. I mean, I have a couple of Game Changer pedals, too. I have the Plasma, and I, I've got the... Uh, the uh, the, the uh, Bigsby pedal. Oh, nice! And the uh, and their optical reverb pedal, yeah. which is which is the spookiest pedal ever. I mean, I have a recording on my on my phone playing some very quiet, clean riff, and it just sounds like ghosts are swirling around you. It's the weirdest sound. Shoot, I might need one. <laughs> Uh, we saw one. Uh, we were at Eastside Music Company uh, this weekend. I was out in Nashville with uh, Philip Carter from the 40 Watt Podcast, and we were, you know, doing our guitar tours of Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. And we were at Eastside Music Company, and they had, or Eastside Music Supply, EMS, uh, and they had all the Game Changer pedals together. And so we got to play, I was playing the pa- Plasma, and it's insane. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the light bulb lighting up, it's such a gimmick and i love it it's i was mesmerized when someone else was watching it. i was just like looking at the waves the entire time it's so cool (laughs) yeah i mean like seeing a physical reaction to something you're doing with sound is just the coolest thing so much better than my compressor going from green to red to yellow uh, on on the jewel yeah yeah better than that way better than that yeah the optical reverb i I can't think of the name of it for some weird reason uh the light pedal the light pedal yeah that one that's mesmerizing too you know you're you're watching it light up and fade down and all that i mean it's just oh, i love it it's just so the interactivity of it is so much fun well and those guys get gimmick and function working together 
there's not a lot of pedals out there yeah. that like really balance gimmick and function together. Like um, the only other really great example I can think of is the Telegraph. You've probably seen the mm-hmm. and like what oh, they yeah. did what the the Jack White one they did the Triple yeah. Graph of taking a functional thing and make it actually yeah. like work and still keep the aesthetic and like you don't see a lot of that. You see a lot of like here's my bare enclosure, here's some artwork, right. but like yeah creating more of an experience to it such a cool thing that they do yeah the and I, I like how they come at it from an engineering perspective you know mm-hmm. they're they're looking at it like okay well everyone goes this way and this is how you make a reverb pedal but maybe there's some other way we can think about it and i i just feel like they have a they seem like they have an interesting culture to that really encourages that type of thinking and they want you to push it and just see if it can even work, you know, which is, which is very cool. I agree. I agree entirely. Well, I mean, I know we can just keep going down our list of like every cool pedal we want to show <laughs> off or talk about. That's true. Yeah. Um, but before we run out of time here, I, I do want to give one last plug to you here, Matt, just list off everything you want people to come find about you and come look and do. Um, obviously all our audience that are listening to this, go download the tone chaser app. It's free, costs you nothing, and it's this perfect little index on your phone, which is what you always have with you. Um, so, and start sharing stuff in our group, please. If you come up with cool stuff, share it in our group, take screenshots, use the share function in the app, whatever you is easiest for you to get it out there. Start sharing your cool tones and going with other people or even posting, hey, how do you use this pedal? Start logging your stuff, please. Share it that way. It's a great resource and you're just helping out somebody from our community. So absolutely go that way but matt where can people find you where do you want people to look yeah i mean yeah i mean i will admit my my social media presence is low right i've been Mm -hmm. very busy working on version two of the app and having a day job and all that stuff so it hasn't been the top of mind but you can check it out on instagram you can go to the website tonechaser.app um we we have a facebook group don't don't expect uh you know a tidal wave of content in there right now but it's definitely uh let's just say there's opportunity to grow over there Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that's really the those are really the main places i mean i i liked you know i went and saw a band play they're called the unslept and Mm -hmm. they they played in uh toledo recently and i went down there and you know talked to the guys and i was showing them my gear from the tone chaser app i wasn't trying to show them the app i was just like hey you know that's a cool orange cab i just got one too and i just pulled out my phone and showed them and then it just kind of sparked them like what the hell is that so i don't know i just find it has more uses than just like your own personal stash of information kind of thing no you just brought up another great use case that i could have used yesterday shoot <laughs> I, uh, yeah i was i was at I was at the cubs game it was memorial day so i went to the cubs game um with like yeah she's my girlfriend now so officially my girlfriend i met her friends for the first time and one of them's a guitar player and uh, so i went to my phone pulled up my photo album that I had labeled guitar uh, and i got a new phone a few months ago and so I open up the album and it's empty because all those old photos aren't oh. there, but the oh. photo album header is still there. I'm like, oh, <sighs> whoops. 
I thought yeah. I had a resource to share this. <laughs> I need this app. I'm oh man, I'm going full in on this app now. <laughs> yeah, and even when you like record stuff, right? Like if yeah. you're recording at home or whatever, it's just it's even if you like run a studio, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you have a band comes in and maybe they're organized, but probably not, and they just kind of set up all their stuff, and then it turns into this big you know soup of gear like maybe the recording engineer has an amp that you're going to try and here's a different pedal you don't have and whatever and it suddenly becomes this mess of things that you're just playing with it's a good way to kind of get that down so when they come back the next day you're like yeah this is what you used you know yeah we we tore it all down and took it apart or whatever you did yeah here you go i mean think about how often guys are like yeah our the engineer set up the mics that way. We don't know why or what, what he did. Yeah. Document. Exactly. Yeah. And there'll be more stuff coming in the app. There's a bunch of different other kind of gear types that are going to be added in soon too. Mm-hmm. Um, things like microphones, uh, keyboards, like there's a long list, but you know, I, because we don't just own guitar gear, right? You probably do have some other things that yeah you'd want to track. Yeah, uh, I've got plenty of other things. <laughs> Man, I we need to stop talking before I get too many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I we spend all my time doing this. No, I man, that's the fun. That's the fun of it. Yeah, that is. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about this. Thanks for building this app for everybody. I mean, this oh. is this is so cool. I'm looking forward to seeing version two. Do are you are you announcing a date for uh, version two yet? No, I don't want to put a date on okay. it because I, I want to make sure it's good to go. I, I like that. I know you are testing it right now. Yeah. Or you're mentioning right. you were testing it. So it's coming soon. Yep. Coming yep. soon. Um, yep. So keep an eye out that. But version one already. Look at all the ways we talked about how, how it will work. So definitely go check it out. And, you know, when version two comes, it just updates. So we're good. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, happy to have you. Thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, uh, everyone at home. Go check them out. We'll also have a link in the show notes of this episode. Now that I say that at the very end of the episode where the episode's about to disappear from your podcast app, go there. You'll find a link for this. Go check this out. And uh, yeah, catalog your gear, share it. Chase and film. Cool. Thanks. Hi, thanks, Matt.
dictionary Why is negativity always drawn out? Picture every visualized love Energized lies together, together We undefeated A plan to make well, there's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Then the after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't bother me